0: Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back. It is week five of the college football season, week six of the Carla and Crappy show. Hi, I'm Crappy in more ways than one. Um, my <laughs> friend Carla is right there. She is down in Tennessee, in um, in Middle Tennessee. In fact, yes. in um, uh, Carla is a. Uh, is Murfreesboro still standing this week? <laughs> Did anything well, get burned down?
1: No, I, I joked about that. That um, the this, they called for students to to meet the buses on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and my office is um. Perilously close to oh, Floyd stadium. <laughs> um, and so I was like, Well, here's hoping my office is still standing on, on Monday morning. Everything was fine.
0: Um, that's good, but and but, and yeah. you, you did not get arrested at any point last weekend.
1: No, I actually couldn't. I actually I gave this much thought to like driving to Murfreesburg. <laughs>
0: like,
1: I really didn't think it about
0: tempting. it. It would be tempting. Um,
1: but 11 o'clock at night was a little too
0: late. For uh, okay, I'm, I understand. I understand that. Um uh, Guys, we're starting us at an unusual place uh, this week because two of our favorite schools, uh, Carla's employer and my alma mater were involved, which in what were hands down the two most interesting football games that that took place last Saturday. Um, and we're going to, uh, you know, we we always start with a look back and we, we have to look back at these two games. Yeah. Uh, Carla. Um, the middle blue Raiders were, were to have a nice little South beach beach vacation. And then something else happened.
1: And then it decided to, you know, beat the pants off of Miami instead.
0: <laughs> and really, I mean, they thumped Miami.
1: It wasn't even, cl- it wasn't close. Like, and that's, and that's what, I, that's, what's gotten everybody talking, right. Is the fact that not, they didn't just win the game. Like mm-hmm. they dominated the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the only stat that they really didn't dominate was, um, time of possession and total yards. um. Miami actually gained more yards than middle did. Um, mm. And Miami held the ball longer. That's because Middle was shredding them on big plays. I,
0: how I, I mean, I keep thinking that you know, South Florida is the 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 land speed capital of college football, right? That has always been the reputation. And yeah. I keep I, I was watching highlights um on on uh, last night, actually. Uh, and there's middle receiver after middle receiver, after middle receiver, just running away from Miami secondary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I'm not even sure that we knew that the, that the receiving core was capable of, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen glimpses of it in in previous games. And it, I mean, this was the game that we finally saw chase Cunningham, um, in the way that we've expected him to play for the last Mm -hmm. couple of years. Um, he battled injury last year, got knocked out for a good chunk of the season. Um, but you saw little glimmers of it last year and it was just like the, the great, great scheme um, mm-hmm. by the coaching staff for sure um, here, but it was just kind of like, finally, we mm-hmm. saw everything put together um, from this offense. The defense has been good for a while, mm-hmm. um, but but mental just hasn't had the offense to keep up with it um, this year. I think they do. I think they do based off of what we saw. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and that opening weekend loss, to mm-hmm. James Madison, keeps looking better and better.
0: Mm-hmm. True. You True. know,
1: I mean, James Madison just went and beat Appy State this weekend. Yep. So, um, you know, and that's their only loss so far this season. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the Miami game was just, it was just bonkers. Um, You know, receivers were consistently getting behind the defensive backs. Um, defense made huge stops, yeah. including probably the biggest, like, momentum sucker for this Hard Rock Stadium was the goal line stand. Yes. Um, where they held Miami at the two yard line, and then on the very next play went for a 90, 98 yard bomb. Um, <laughs>
0: that, talk about that flipping would,
1: the field, that right? Would
0: do it. That would.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, more than five hundred yards of offense, defense forced three turnovers, including a pick six. Mm-hmm. Um. And I love this stat line: wide receiver DJ England Chisholm, mm-hmm. two receptions, hundred and sixty nine yards.
0: How does that happen?
1: Two touchdowns. <laughs> Average eighty four point five yards <laughs> per catch.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's um. uh And, the, and, is it,
1: and the, the only other thing that and I have to read this quote from from Coach Stockstill. Please do. Um, and 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 something that you that you should probably know about Rick Stockstill hmm. is that he's a former quarterback at Florida State. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so th- so there's so there's something there's, there's a thing there's a thing there's a the there. thing here right. Um, and his post game press conference, he opened with a statement that included this quote. It said, coming down here, 26 point dogs, and kicking their butt like we did because it was a butt kicking. There was no fluke to this. Mm-mm. Just really proud of our team, the toughness that we played with. We were the tougher team here tonight. Yeah. We never flinched. And that's what I'm proud of. Knock these suckers off.
0: <laughs> that's. Um, that's awesome. It's and it's spoken like a a proud coach and uh perhaps someone with a with a a little more personal reason to that he's not that he's not going to discuss right. But but I think but you all know you know he's a little Florida State guy. You, you, we all we all get we all understand that. Yep. Um, up in Athens, Ohio, I should actually, <laughs> I should actually probably be upset about this. Um. Because and, and you told me what the line was uh, at the end of last week's show, and it was twenty-one or something like that. Uh, Fordham, FCS Fordham came into uh, Daphne's, Ohio. I did not think after after OU lost to an FCS goal last year. Um, I didn't suspect that there would be uh, that this game would be as close. Um, but my Bobcats nearly lost. Uh, to an FCS school for the second season in a row. But, but what happened instead was, um, a, a, a just a unbelievable display of offense. Um, I, I, I have to get, I gotta like burn a copy of this on DVD for uh, to AJ or somebody just so we can play it over and over and over. It's, it's, <laughs> no defense in this game. How upset can you really be? Um, but 692 total yards for my bobcats um and and uh uh, fordham was over 600 wow uh curtis Rourke, uh the second in line of the uh, canadian rorks to play quarterback for for ohio university uh curtis was 50 oh excuse me 41 of 50 Hmm. 537 yards that is a school record Four touchdowns, no picks, and he also found uh, found time to rush for forty five yards and another score. So when when we talk about on this show, get you know, let's get weird. This is this the epitome. is it. This is yeah. it. <laughs> um, I, so uh, the final score of uh, fifty nine. 52 and, and OU uh, scored on the final play of the game. Uh, Fordham was trying a, a hook and ladder thing to to extend the play, and uh, the OU picked up the fumble and ran it back for the for the touchdown. And, and that's how we got to that that score. I don't expect uh, that, that we'll see the same fireworks uh, when the Bobcats travel to Kent on Saturday. Um, if you're curious at games at 3:30 on ESPN Plus, um, Kent's good uh kent kent pushed georgia uh last weekend so um i i expect that that game's not going to be as fun for me or as interesting but um but saturday wow uh against against fordham that was amazing that was (laughs) it was amazing and i have Uh, to
1: do i have to do my uh the weekend was so bonkers i don't even remember what happened
0: okay okay, please do
1: got lost in the shuffle this weekend, yeah. uh, uh, not in the moment, but I, I totally forgot that this was a thing. And so I looked back at the schedule from this weekend. Yes. Um, the doink heard round the world.
0: I've poor never. Ar-
1: I, poor Arkansas.
0: <laughs> I have never seen that. I am 55 years old. Um, I have been watching football literally my entire life since before I remember. Never seen that. Never yeah. seen a field goal hit the top of the goalpost.
2: It's probably
0: ever. happened, you know, in the um, it, it, especially you know, college ball didn't go to the NFL really tall uprights um, until relatively recently in history. And that that could yeah. be that could be like 80s or something. Um, so uh, maybe it's happened probably at some point. But I, 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 how how did how how does that happen? Like you should get four how does points
1: for that. I mean that's a. I, oh yeah, okay,
0: yeah. It, but you have to call it first. You <laughs> yes. have to. Um, you'd have to call the bank. Um, I w- I would be good with that. You just like put uh like a little red marker on top of each upright.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and if you hit that, if you hit one of those, uh, not only is it feel gold good, but you you get the extra the extra one point. Um, I can see that too. I feel like you hit where the crossbar hits the 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 actual post that goes into the, into the, the turf mm-hmm. um, and then goes over. I think that would be worth another extra point too. Yeah. Just, just for fun. Bank shots. Bank shots, but you have to call them. That's You're right. Uh, and you know, it's instead of number 79 is reporting it's eligible. Um, Arkansas's kicker has called uh, the top of the upright <laughs> shot. Hmm.
1: I like it. But gotta, I mean, you got to feel for that. I mean, I mean, everybody awful. just kind of oh, lo- laughed about it at first. And then you saw the, the reaction of that poor kicker on the sideline. And yeah. you're just like, your heart just broke. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, it, it's it, it, that, that part was tough. Um, and, and after, after a really good game too. It was. So, um, yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I didn't, I, again, I, I was, I was involved in, in, an Ohio state's game um, in Columbus in person. So I didn't get to see all of this stuff live. Um, I will just say briefly that, uh, I continue to be impressed with Ohio state, um, the progress they make each week. Um, the fact that stuff is coming from, uh, contributions are coming from all over the place. Um, Trey Henderson and Mayim Williams both had a hundred yards rushing, hmm. um, Jackson Smith of was held out of the game, so um, uh, Emeka Egbuka, uh with six catches and 118 yards and two scores. Uh, Cade Stover, uh, the, the tight end, was a beast—four um, catches, two for touchdowns. It, it's um, so the starting defense limited Wisconsin to a single touchdown, um, you know, before the, the uh, backups came in in the fourth quarter and gave up a couple scores. Um, it's all moving in the right direction. Uh, if, uh, if you're an Ohio state fan, um, if you're a fan of another big big 10 team, I'm not sure how you feel, but we we have time to talk about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I mean, I was stunned that like you could have left the game in the first quarter. Like I, that's I I didn't expect to uh, see no. the score that I saw in the first quarter. It was, it's Wisconsin. Like mm-hmm. that's you mm-hmm. know I I expected Wisconsin to hang with them um, through the first half at least, and to see when I checked the score after the first quarter, we actually didn't even I didn't put your game on at yeah. all because I saw that mm-hmm. score and I was like let's watch one of the West Coast games, um, and so we did that instead. Like I, that was stunning to me.
0: I I was I was pleased that I I left at the start of the fourth quarter and was able to get a decent amount of sleep which is, which is important when you get to be my age, (laughs) Uh, a game that I did watch before we, uh, before I headed over to the stadium uh, was Cornell hosting Yale. Um, Yes. This is time for the uh, big red bears report Um, in a word. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, It was homecoming. uh, It was a home opener. It was league opener. And, and uh, my big red bears got smoked by Yale. The final score was 38, 14, um, we were doing stuff in the house. So I wasn't, like, really, really paying attention. Um, Cornell struggled to win the line on both sides of the ball. Uh, that doesn't get you anywhere. So um, they proceed on to uh, Colgate uh, this weekend. Bright spot, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned, uh, my nephew, Drew, uh, who plays for for the Big Red Bears um, and has been injured uh, i i we told you last week he got his cast off this week uh he's we just found out today he's been cleared to practice, so I'm hoping Yay. that we will see him on the field in a couple weeks um if not sooner we'll we'll see how that goes um and certainly when he when he is able to play uh Cornell will be undefeated for the the rest the remainder of the season i am <laughs> rushing for two hundred yards and five touchdowns every weekend no no pressure true but <laughs> We'll see how that goes, um, but we'll—I uh, will be able to to, to see uh, Saturday's game at Colgate, and you can too if you have ESPN Plus, Carla. Um, <sighs> I know, I know. I, have it's, sor- I
1: have sources.
0: I, I, yeah, you, yeah, I understand that. And there are there are a couple of games that we pick that are are ESPN Plus games, or or they ended up there because uh, did, did we know there's a Big Twelve network? Apparently, is sir. I don't know if that's a thing or not.
1: I don't know if that's a thing either.
0: It was listed as such. We'll get to that before we get to that. uh, Let's hear from AJ, um, who is um, had to have a fun last last week. What with uh, uh, the small schools um, beating Miami and and the freaky action on FCS in Athens. Uh, Just ready. That was ready made for AJ and hopefully um, he's got more of that coming this week. AJ, what do you think?
2: Hey everyone, it's your buddy AJ for this week's Group of Five After Dark Report. Uh, We're going to start on Friday. We have a lot to talk about on Friday, so if you have plans that night, don't. Uh, Starting at 7pm on ESPN, we have Tulane at Houston. We've got ourselves a disappointment off. Uh, Tulane comes off of a loss to Southern Miss. Uh, Shout out to former Tulane OC and current Southern Miss head coach Will Hall uh, on the huge win. They broke the victory bell. And Houston is not it this year, at least as much as we thought they would be. Um, They struggled against rice, uh, and you shouldn't struggle against your food. Uh, This is a... Houston team that really needs to get up, and according to Dana, he doesn't want to do that anymore. He said he was sick of motivating and sick of yelling at people. Um, They're a more talented team. Houston is just has more talent on both sides of the ball and should be able to get a win here. Uh, 7.30 p.m., CBSSN, the Network of Champions. UTSA at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Middle beat Miami, and it wasn't a nail-biter. What? This is a reminder that the U is 0-3 lifetime against Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Our own Carla will be at this game, so I expect a full report from her next week. Uh, UTSA is still a very good team, but they're not full meet meep like they were last year. Um, This should be a fun game on the network of champions. I just hope for middle's sake that they don't have a letdown. Uh, 8 p.m., FS1, San Diego State at Boise State. Now you might have circled this game on your calendar and you might have been saying to yourself, oh, San Diego State, they've got you know Brady Hoke as coach, and they had a you know a good run game and a good defense. And Boise's boise, right? They're they're Boise State. They're they you know go out there and just bludgeon teams in the Mountain West. I don't know what happened, but Boise Boise ain't it. Uh Boise lost last week by 17 to UTEP, and San Diego State is truly horrendous on offense like almost none to speak of and their defense does not do anything in particular to get in the way uh Boise fired their OC uh after last week's game uh it's now Boise former Boise head coach Dirk Cutter uh so can't imagine why they would have hired him if the administration may or may not be happy with uh current head coach Andy Avalos and maybe that improves their ability to score points maybe I mean, this is a sicko special. Uh, you got to tune in for the car crash. 10.30 p.m. ESPN, Washington at UCLA. Washington is stupid fun. They have a fully functional Michael Penix Jr. quarterback, and they're they are they're just chucking the ball. They are It's so much fun to watch them. And if you haven't, because they've been on super, super late. By the way, this game's no different. But you should watch Oregon at every chance you get. They're scoring a stupid amount of points. They look like the complete opposite of last year's team. And UCLA is, like, fine. They're not bad. UCLA is not bad. But they're not good, or at least they don't seem to be terribly good. They also haven't necessarily played anybody of note. Uh, They escaped against South Alabama. So uh, both have good to great offenses and sort of okay defenses, so this should be stupid and pointsy. So, you know, have a nice, let this tuck you into bed on Friday. But don't sleep in. Because Saturday at noon, Texas Tech at Kansas State, 12 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. You may be thinking to yourself, oh, this should be a passing team versus a running team and a styles clash gazillion point sort of game. <clears throat> Texas Tech has a low-key, very, very good defense. Like a very good one. And Kansas State has a very good passing defense. This might be a low-scoring, like close game. Who would have thought I would have not have put that? By the way. If you haven't, go watch the Joey McGuire post-game speech after they beat Texas. I want to run through a wall for that, man. 12 p.m. CBS. Navy at Air Force. This is just a triple-option football on national television. Alert. Air troops should fly over the water troops. Navy's bad. Air Force is real good. Don't worry about it. 2 p.m. Pac-12 network. Oregon State at Utah. I'm mad about this in particular. Because the Pac-12 is at it again. This is the best game of the entire slate of the Pac-12 Saturday, because Washington-UCLA is, is probably a better game than this, but that's on Friday, talking about Saturday. We'll get into the rest of that in a moment, but they made this an 11 a.m. local kick on a network that no one gets, except for, like, me, and if you sign into any of the various VPN services that uh, you hear on any other podcast, really, um, you can get the Pac-12 network for free by going to YouTube, but no one will see this game, but these two teams are fantastic and they should have more opportunities. So uh, if anybody wants to know why I think the Pac-12 is sadly the power five conference to die first, this is it. But for the game itself, this should be a stupid fun game to watch. Oregon State's defense held USC down all game with the exception of the last TD from USC, which was a spectacular throw and a great route between a top tier quarterback and a top tier wide receiver. Like that's hard to beat. Utah romped Arizona State. I expect this game to settle out the Pac-12 North standings in a very, very good way. Uh, Both offenses can be fun and pointy. This should be stupid fun. You should find a way to watch this game. 330 ABC, Wake Forest at Florida State. Don't look now, but Florida State is 4-0. Things are looking up in Tallahassee. And they get Wake Forest offensive juggernaut in town as part of a three-game series for the Noles that effectively solidifies what this season is for them. They have Wake, then Clemson, then NC State, then a bye week, and then the rest of their schedule. And the rest of their schedule is fine, especially if Miami and Florida are as down as they appear to be. Wake's offense is incredible, and the Noles have Jordan Travis at full speed. This should be a barn burner, and it is on national television. Super high fun index. Go watch this game. Also at 3.30 on ESPN2, Iowa State of Kansas. Hey, Iowa State, be cool. I hope your coach goes somewhere else so that you stop being good enough to make these things not cool. Like, Jalen Daniels is doing amazing things and is the reason that Kansas is 4-0. And my personal favorite college football season ever was 2007 because it was the last time that Kansas was good. Uh, that was also one of the last few times that Kansas played Missouri in the border war. They should bring that game back. But... This game should be good. I hope that Kansas continues on because I would love to see undefeated Kansas against a Texas team with multiple losses, just just for funsies, really. 4 p.m. ESPN Plus, Georgia Southern at Coastal Carolina. As of the time of this recording, which is sometime on Wednesday, um, this game is still on, even though Hurricane Ian appears to be on track to make that not the case. Um, Oddly enough, If this game does continue to be played and it's rainy and gross, this actually favors Georgia Southern, not Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is weirdly not running the ball well this year. Uh, I don't know why, because they had the like sort of modern option with Jamie Chadwell and Grayson McCall, and they're just not running the ball that well. Georgia Southern coming off of running the triple and importing a bunch of uh, talent from the portal has turned their team around and made themselves very, very good at passing. But they're still very good at running the ball too. So this should be messy. Uh, and I expect this game to stay on the ground. If anybody watched the NC State Notre Dame game from many, many years ago where they played in a in an active hurricane and they continued, Notre Dame tried to throw the ball, uh, I expect both teams to know better than that. Uh, we're going to skip all the way down to 10 30 p.m. Uh, Arizona State at USC. This is the rest of the Pac-12 slate. ESPN picked this because USC is on TV. And they want to put USC on TV as much as possible. Arizona State is an absolutely lifeless program right now. Um, Herm's out. They don't have the talent they need. It, It just feels like everyone's trying to get fresh air and not get hurt. And USC struggled with Oregon State. This week they should just put up a highlight reel. This is going to be Jordan Addison catching balls off of DBs, just mossing people over and over again. If this isn't locked up by halftime, I'll be surprised. Also, in the Pac-12 at 10.30 p.m., Stanford at Oregon on FS1. This game currently has a 17-point spread in favor of the Ducks. But this game has not gone well for Oregon before, especially when they've been heavily favored. Um, The analytics and eye test says that Oregon's defense is kind of butt. Like, real bad. And in a way that I don't think most people are noticing because Oregon can still do Oregon stuff and score a bazillion points. The Bonix chaos god reigns supreme once again. Stanford's running a much more up-tempo offense. And, in fact, they were top five recently in the past few weeks in terms of um, plays per game. So they've been trying to go faster. The whole intellectual brutality is out the window. So I expect this game to be a lot more fun and closer than expected. Um, that has been this week's Group of Five After Dark report. I hope that the Pac-12 network does not become a higher feature uh, in these. Uh, if you would like, you can read about uh, the Pac-12 scheduling uh, on, on the Internet and how they uh, pick that out. Uh, it turns out that you have to be on the Pac-12 network a certain number of times per year. Weird. Uh, that's been this week's Group of Five report. We'll see you next time. Thank you, AJ.
0: We appreciate it as always. And um, I'm 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 hopeful Saturday is another completely lazy Saturday for me, so I'm just going to overdose on your games and our games, and there are a bunch of games.
1: <laughs> again,
2: again,
0: it's just uh, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm and and perhaps we learned this from AJ that you kind of look deeper than just like ranked on ranked. And there's a bunch of fun stuff on here. Um, uh, and enough that uh, we are going to go no huddle speed round once again. Ready?
1: I, yeah, I'm getting this third week in a row. Like, we better be in, like, this is like two-minute drill stuff. Like, I we would, better be in, in gear.
0: I think, yeah, mid-season form at this point. It's yep. it's uh, It's got to happen. We're going to start on Friday. Carla. Yes. <laughs> um, at Johnny Red Floyd Stadium in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, with Carla in attendance on a blackout night, seven thirty, um, folks. We can watch this on a CBS SN, the Network of Champions. It is Meep at Middle. <laughs> um, to translate that for, for people who may not be aware, uh, the University of Texas at San Antonio is at Middle Tennessee State. UTSA is favored by four. I I scoff at that line. The AJ Fun Index is a solid sixty three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm going to go first here. I'm going to okay. go first because this is, this one is all you, especially since you get to see it in person. Will there be a hurricane hangover? Um, not as long as New Orleans, not as long as middle didn't stop at New Orleans on the way home from, uh, from the game last week, the Raiders will keep their momentum rolling. Um, and they will, they will dispatch Meep on Friday night and hopefully Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro won't, will be no worse for the wear when they, when the game is over. um, what what I you got to be stoked to go see this in person?
1: Yeah, I'm. Um. Well, and it's funny because we talked at the beginning of the season that I had this game circled on my calendar anyway mm-hmm. because UTSA has been our little mm-hmm. CUSA darling for the last couple of seasons. We've been following Meat Meat yes. around, and I wanted to see this offense in person. So mm-hmm. even if Middle was not a great football team this year, I still wanted to go see this game, um, so I could see that. And now all of a sudden, Hello. it feels like the script has flipped a little bit here because. The Blue Raiders went out and got that signature win that we've been waiting for from UTSA this season. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and UTSA's had a couple of opportunities. They almost beat Houston, which would mm-hmm. have been a really nice win um on opening weekend. And then I picked them to potentially be um an upset win over Texas. And they hung in that game for a while, but it wasn't yep. as close as what I thought it was what it was going to be. Um, my my initial concern, like early in the season, was that Middle wasn't gonna have the offensive firepower to keep up with Meet Me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that concern anymore yeah. after seeing what I saw last weekend. Yeah. Um defensively, middle's the better team here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this game could become a shootout. Um, the one thing that's really interesting from somebody who's like on campus every day now, mm-hmm. um, is that there's actually some energy on campus about the win. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that we felt um both between the pandemic and the fact that, you know, middle football's not been where we're used to seeing it over the past couple of seasons yeah. and students are actually talking about this game they've called for the blackout distributing shirts ahead of time there's heck there's even a faculty tailgate which is what we're going to um it it's i expect there to actually be like a serious atmosphere at floyd stadium on saturday night and the kicker here kevin byard's number is being retired at this game too
2: okay um
1: tennessee titans yeah uh, player um yeah graduated from middle um and so he's going to be the second number ever retired um up on the press box i see the the drape is over um where they're going to you know roll that up on friday night mm-hmm. um i'm gonna take the home team here i really think that middle can pull this off, and if they do i think we need to start ha- thinking about is could you know why not us Mm -hmm. Right now, now there's still a huge test coming up against Western Kentucky in a couple of weeks, Um, and they're still a really, really good team in in the CUSA. Um, So the the season's not over with this, but this would be a a really nice win for middle and would keep the momentum going. And I think this team is up believes again they can win. Um, I'm going to take the home team here and what could be a shootout. This could be a really, really fun game.
0: I I think either way it's going to be a fun game, but I'm I just I I think everything is stacked up in in Middle Tennessee's favor here, so um, I'm I'm gonna enjoy watching it. Uh, and and Carla, I I hope you do too.
1: I think I, I think we're in like one of the end zones. I think is where all of our faculty tickets are. Okay. Um. So so keep an eye for us. Maybe I'll try to take something.
0: we will be wearing um, black. I, I, Carla. I, yeah. Carla we're will gonna be, be the wearing one black, in black.
1: So I will have to like hold something in the air or something so you can. <laughs>
0: Um. Okay, we have a few more games to talk There's about. Uh, these are all Saturday from here on out. Um, I should note uh, there are a couple ACC games in in this list that could be changed, postponed. I'm mean, uh, Hurricane Ian is going to be through the area, um, by Saturday. By the through Florida by Saturday may not be. It may be going up the coast. You don't know. So there are are our nod to the uh, we we have no idea of the past uh, couple seasons. Whether well, it could be a thing, we have no yeah. idea. Just, you know, and be they've flexible. already
1: moved two games. I don't know if you saw that. As, uh, of, as of Tuesday nights, UCF, South Carolina, yeah. Yeah. UCF and, um, I wrote it down, UCF and SMU mm-hmm. um, was supposed to be played in Orlando. They moved that game to Sunday. Eastern Washington at Florida has also been moved to Sunday. And those are the two that have been moved so far. But I would expect there to be. South Carolina,
0: I think South Carolina and maybe the South Carolina and South Carolina State or something. Yeah. They moved um,
1: to like Thursday.
0: I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, so there, you know, there's some juggling. There may be more. We'll, we'll, we'll all be okay. Yep. Noon, big nude, uh, number four, Michigan at Iowa, Michigan is favored by 10 and points. The AJ fund index is a painful 42 points. Carla.
1: The big question here is how does this new Michigan offense that you've de- gone over in detail here. How does this mm-hmm. new Michigan offense handle this Iowa defense, mm-hmm. right? That's the storyline here. Um, you don't have to worry about the Iowa offense. They're averaging less than 250 yeah, yards no. per game. Like, no. yuck. Um, I really want to think that Iowa can make this interesting defensively, mm-hmm. but it's a noon kick. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as – you know, was, I was playing at home, so you would hope – like, if this was a night game at Kennick, like, okay. Like, yeah. we've got some atmosphere, we've got some stuff going on. It's a noon kick. As long as Michigan can put up 18 points, I think they're fine here. <laughs>
0: um, I, 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 the thing that was refreshing. Uh, and notice this on Saturday, Maryland went into the big hole last weekend and and ruined pretty much all every single one of Michigan's uh, shiny averages that they had amassed playing no one in the first three weeks of the season. Yeah. Um, they made Michigan look work, burnable, uh, beatable, mm-hmm. mortal. That which, uh, my brain just combined into uh, mortable. So I'm going to use that's a word from now on. Uh, Michigan looked mortable after that game. I think Michigan is 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 clearly the pick here. Uh, if it's tight in the fourth quarter for some reason, turn it on because I mean yeah, yes. The, the Michigan's offense has been has looked good. But they have a, they, they have a guy who's going to be starting his very first Big Ten game on the very big first Big Ten road game. I'm going to take a moment here and remember how to speak. OK. Um, and you don't know. You don't know how he's going to react to to that pressure. Uh, you don't know how he's going to react to react to getting smacked um, because he's going to get smacked yeah. against, against his defense. So this is a this is, you know, check the score in the fourth quarter. Um, and if it's tight, turn it on because we'll we'll, we'll see what what the, what that kid is made of um, as he tries to navigate Iowa's defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, also at noon on ESPN, number seven Kentucky at number four Ole Miss. Uh, Mississippi is favored by six and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is a not quite as brutal fifty-four and a half points. Carla.
1: I present to you this week's we have no idea game um yeah uh statistically kentucky's got the slightly better defense Uh here but they're also fairly one-dimensional on offense it's kind of will love us or bust um which is shocking that kentucky doesn't have really a run game since there's been so many good running backs over the last couple years that have come out of kentucky and they just it's just not there this year um Miss really hasn't been tested yet Mm -hmm. this season um Kentucky had the huge win over Florida in the swamp, but then struggled a bit last week against Northern Illinois. Yeah. Um, eh. yeah. So really we have no idea. Um, I, I lean defense and say, Kentucky's at least gone on the road, played a difficult road game, um, has the better defense. (sighs) Maybe this is that maybe question mark mm-hmm. Kentucky. I'll stick with blue. I'll, I'll go with the blue theme. Okay. And say um, Kentucky, but I don't feel good about the pick.
0: Okay. That's good. Um, you know how this year's Fansville campaign, it seems to be about all of the changes in college football and everyone's all upset. All stuff is different. Yes. Here's another one. I think Kentucky's going to keep itself in the mix for an SEC title. SEC East title at least, um, and it's not basketball season. That doesn't start for uh, uh, weeks now. I think the Cats get a road win here, um, and they will they will keep that dream alive. Uh, this is the game that was apparently being broadcast on the mythical Big Twelve Network. Um, for the rest of us, it's on ESPN Plus. It is also at noon. It is Texas Tech at number 20K, 20 number twenty five K State. The Wildcats are favored by eight. AJ Fun Index is fifty-seven and a half. Both of these teams had huge wins. Yeah. Uh, last weekend, does anyone have a have a hangover? How's that going to go?
1: That's, that's a great question. I mean, yeah. I have that in my notes. Which which these teams is going to have a bit of a hangover? And more importantly, here, which Adrian Martinez and Kansas State offense are we going to see? The one that throttled Oklahoma. Yeah. Which. I mean, gives you some question as to, you know, where was this Adrian Martinez when he spent 17 years at Nebraska? Um, I mean, he just looked like a completely different player. Yes. Maybe that's a bigger indictment as to what was going on in the Nebraska program. You you um, can't
0: help but think.
1: Yeah. Um, but man, he looked good. Yeah. Um, but this is also the same team that lost to Tulane the week before. Mm-hmm right and so it's which kansas state offense are we going to see i love when kansas state is in the mix because that's my big 10 chaos theory right like <laughs> kansas state like guess like kansas state is my team in the big 12 like i've liked them for a long time right. and so i love it when kansas state is just kind of being that annoying playing the role of wisconsin right mm-hmm. um wildcats can be annoying um Jeez. texas tech beat texas huge mm-hmm. win but texas was on a second string quarterback Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right um so it's just one of those it was a it was a huge win is there going to be a little bit of a hangover here i like the fact that that k-state's playing at little man little manhattan Mm -hmm. um k-state offense has relied on the legs of deuce vaughn quite a bit offensively
2: Mm
1: -hmm. tech defense is stingy against the run so It might be another Adrian Martinez or bust, but based off of what I saw last weekend, I think the Wildcats can pull this off at home, but this game could get really entertaining. So um, keep your, if you can find where this game is being broadcast, um, keep your eye on this one, because I think this could be really interesting, Um, but I'll take the Wildcats.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, After they beat Texas at home, uh, Texas Tech's coach, Joey McGuire told his team that the big 12 would have to go through Lubbock this season. Unfortunately, coach, uh, the teams in Waco and Stillwater and and yes, little Manhattan, uh, all will have something to say about this as well. Uh, I think K-State wins this one at home. Um, at 3.30, we continue the CBS SEC farewell tour. Uh, this time we go to Arkansas, where number two Alabama is uh, playing pigs Suey. Bama is favored by 17 and a half points. The AJ fund index is a 61 points so respectable, mm-hmm. um, man, Arkansas, Arkansas has played really well this year and, and last week was a heartbreak. Uh, and I, you, you, how do you recover from that?
1: Yeah, uh, that's, and that's the big question and then mm. play Alabama this week. Right. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and we've been saying since the beginning of the season that Arkansas is looking to reassert themselves on the national stage. Mm-hmm. It's, and that's how hard that is to do in the SEC West. Um, but here's your opportunity, Hogs. Mm-hmm. Right, You get the team at home, and we have seen Alabama look – what was the word that you just made up?
0: Mort- uh, it was mortal and uh, beatable. So, uh, mortable. 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 Mortable,
1: yes. Um, Alabama looked mortable against texas because we we watched that game yes. um and that was a game that alabama should have lost um <sighs> it is possible to be alabama this year yeah um and it's sitting there on a i hate to make the joke because of hogs right but it's sitting there on a platter for you go oh! right this is your opportunity to go out and win this game mm-hmm. um make the statement do they have it in them um I would really I would love to see Arkansas win this game. Mm-hmm. But until we give me a reason to pick against Bama.
0: Oh, there it is.
1: Right. It's the same philosophy we've had for years now. Yeah. Um and I it, think it, Alabama it, wins this game. I think it's a close game. I think it comes down to the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um but I my heart is rooting for Arkansas here. I really want that. Absolutely. Game. Absolutely. Um, but I think the pick is is tied.
0: I mean, it's it's odd even to say number two and Alabama in the same sentence. Yeah. Um, that's that's how different this situation is. Um, but uh, given that they are mortable, um, you know, it, it's and they're they're playing on the road. Um, maybe Arkansas doesn't mope about last weekend. Maybe Arkansas is uh is pumped up for another shot at uh at a marquee win. <sighs> I I'm, I would love, I would love to pick Arkansas. I am, I am exactly I, I, where you are on the, on the continuum here. Um, I, I think Alabama is the pick. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, I would, I would, I would certainly take Arkansas on the points. Um, because that's, uh, it is, is going to be a, a tougher Saturday afternoon, uh, than, than perhaps Alabama is expecting. Um, they they will leave with the win, um, but it's, it, they're going to they're going to leave uh, after a, a physical, tough football game as well. Uh, also at three thirty on Fox, number nine, Oklahoma State at number 16, Baylor. Two more of these schools that we just mentioned back there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, still still water and Waco. Baylor is favored by two and a half points. Uh, an aj fund index of uh, a very un big 12 like 56 and a half what do you got
1: um this feels like uh back to the good old days of the big 12 year. Uh-huh. um you know and, and for the most part this is a we have no idea game
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you know it, and it's interesting that the, that the the lot or the over under is that low mm-hmm. because both of these teams have put up a decent amount of points. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a possibility, depending on how this all plays out, that this could, I would take the over here. Um, this could get pointsy depending on how they want to play this game. Mm-hmm. Um Oklahoma State has the bigger offensive firepower. Sure. Baylor's defense is good against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is another pick'em game. Um, for me. Uh Baylor, um, Has been tested. Lost on the road to BYU Mm -hmm. um, in a game that they looked good, um, but BYU was just that much better. Yeah. Um, And they're playing at home. Mm -hmm. Baylor, maybe. I don't know. Oklahoma State hasn't been tested. We don't know. We don't know what Oklahoma State is. We really don't. Uh, Um, And Spencer Sanders has great numbers, but against who? Mm -hmm. Right. Um. So I'm gonna go with the known entity here and say Baylor finds a way to win this game at home. But if it was in still water, okay. I'd probably pick Oklahoma State.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, as I just said, these two teams will have something to do to to say uh about who wins the Big Twelve's last Big Twelve-ish championship before the conference becomes the the big Cusa or Big Sun. Conference USA or whatever it's going to become Um, after, after the departure of Texas and Oklahoma, uh, you have to take Spencer Sanders seriously. Um, He's one of those guys like, like Wisconsin always has a quarterback. Who's been in playing college football for 15 years. um, He can probably, uh, you know, he can probably call his own plays better uh, than, than his coaching staff can. Uh, and he runs the Oklahoma State offense like uh, like a machine, um, and that's and that has been the case. But against uh, the, against not much competition, uh, as, as as you noted, I think defense wins championships. That's a cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, it can also win games. It doesn't necessarily have to win a championship every week. Um, so uh, the Baylor's strength on that side of the ball, uh, coupled with the fact that Baylor is playing at home. Uh, Baylor has been tested, tough mm-hmm. games, both both wins and losses. Um, I am a little bit less ambivalent about this than you are. I I, I think Baylor Baylor. I'm I'm pretty comfortable uh, with picking Baylor to to win this game and be at Oklahoma State at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, also at three thirty on ABC, uh, number twenty two, Wake Forest and. Man, you feel bad for Wake Forest. Um, at number twenty-three, Florida State the Seminoles are favored by six and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is a a definitely fun sixty-six points. Um, uh, uh, heartbreaking to see Wake lose that uh, game against Clemson in overtime. Um, and then man, you've got to come back and and deal with this, right?
1: Right. And there's and there's a lot of things at play here too mm-hmm. because if this game is played on saturday and the hurricane should be well past tallahassee by that point but you yep. got to wonder what kind of condition the field's going to be in
0: yes you do.
1: right um so i the first thing in my notes is weather could be a factor here even mm-hmm. if it's not it might still be raining um this game could be really sloppy both of these teams have really spectacular offenses but you have to look at the potential of this being a sloppy mud fest yes and if that's the case florida state's got the better run game here mm-hmm. right because we've talked about Wake living and dying on the arm of Sam, Har- Sam Hartman. Yes. And they almost beat Clemson on the arm of, of Sam Hartman. Uh-huh. Week. Um, so if the weather is okay, and this is played on a relatively dry field, Wake could pull this off. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, I would lean Wake mm-hmm. here. I'm just, I don't think it's going to be a dry track. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it's going to be, at Tallahassee, every time it rains you see the pictures of that field right and it's just like this muddy sloppy mess and that favors the knolls at home Mm -hmm. so i i'm gonna pick based on what i think the conditions are going to be like and say the knolls win this game at home it it should be close um but you gotta like the home team on a sloppy field
0: okay okay um i'm I, i in a way um Outside of my own, you know, rooting interests, I, I think Florida State's um, might be the most interesting team uh, in, in the country. Uh, they, they've been, Florida State is is never short on talent. Um, they have perhaps been short on coaching in, in recent years. But this team looks different, feels different. Um, obviously, they've, they've gotten a 4-0. Uh, the next three weeks, we'll, we'll tell you everything. Um, you know, if, if I'm, uh, if I'm, if I'm incorrect, uh, that, that this team has really improved, um, games against wake NC state and Clemson, um, you know, I, I won't have to guess after this stretch. Um, right. I, I, I think even, even, uh, without the questions about the weather, uh, I, I, I think this is a, a situation, um, with Florida State at home, I, I would rethink this if this was a Wake Forest. Um, but in, uh, in in the doke, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what how they're gonna make how they're gonna get through all three games. If they get through all three games unscathed, that's that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, we can wait and see what happens with that. I think they will win this game, uh, against Wake at home and that. Leaves us uh, with the final game, seven thirty, uh, ABC, number ten, NC State, at number five, Clemson. Clemson is favored by six and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is forty. Wow. I would repeat that, forty. And I don't know if I mean I, I think that I wondered if if Vegas is is, um, taking into account weather possibilities because by Saturday, you know, the hurricane is going to be further north and this could be, could be directly affecting this game. Um, We know from past experience, there was a Clemson Notre Dame game five years ago, six years ago uh, where with a hurricane nearby and they played it and they played it in a steady driving rain that did not let up the entire game. So, (laughs) <laughs> Give, given that, Carlo, what do you yeah. think?
1: First line here, weather could also be a factor in this uh-huh. game. Uh-huh. Um, we already talked about this. Needed a late fourth quarter drive to tie Wake, force overtime, ended up going to double overtime, winning that game. Mm. Um, Clemson secondary, who boy. Um, non-existent.
0: Torched. For most of There's the a, game. Something's burning. Did you? Can you smell it? Something's yeah. burning?
1: Yeah. And and that's a, I mean, they gave out six touchdowns. hmm um now true the, the the Wolfpack offense doesn't quite have the same firepower as Wake does, no. right, on that side of the football. But they could challenge that secondary again. Mm-hmm. They are good enough to go after that secondary if the weather conditions allow. Right? And right. that's the huge question mark here. If this is a sloppy field, just like I was just talking about with Florida State, mm-hmm. you have to like the home team here.
2: Yeah.
1: Um if it's a super sloppy field, but if Devin Leary can effectively throw the football, mm-hmm. this could be another, Clemson could be looking at an exact repeat of what they saw last weekend. Yeah. If yeah. if conditions allow Leary to actually throw the football, I'm going to say it really looks like like Ian is going to be pretty close to where they're playing this football game on Mm -hmm. Saturday um I don't think conditions are going to be great for this game so I'll take the Tigers at home but I I wish it was going to be played on a dry track because I think NC State could pull this off could Mm -hmm. close it out and pull this off but I just don't think in these conditions it's going to work
0: yeah yeah I'm I'm still I still don't know what to make of Clemson um yeah and and some of that's you know because of, of of what we saw last weekend uh DJU you know he he did what he needed to do um and made some incredible throws uh at at Wake last weekend and then there're just some inexplicable clunkers i'm still i i still don't think um clemson got the guy they thought they were getting when they were looking for the next Trevor Lawrence um but but uh if if this game is played uh, where it is scheduled, when it is scheduled. Here's a wild card: Will Shipley. Um, he he averages seven yards every time he uh, is handed the football. Um, I a, a, a rushing attack like that, and and the Wolfpack has a phenomenal defense. Um, but e- even a really good defense can get beaten down. Um, it, you know, if, if, a Shipley gets, gets, uh, some momentum early, um, that's, that could be a tough thing to, uh, to handle. And, and particularly if, if the field is sloppy, like, like it very well could be on Saturday, um, Clemson wins a game so ugly that its mom doesn't even want to watch. Mm-hmm. Boys and girls, you can hear the Carlin Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Um, be sure to come back next week when we see exactly how wrong we were. Carla, do you have any final thoughts? One thing. One thing.
1: Can Kansas get to 5-0? I mean, it's uh, there. They have Iowa state at home this weekend. Jayhawks are putting up 475 or 471 yards per game. Uh Uh-huh. Statistic. You never would have thought would be associated with Kansas football. Um, but I love it. Um, Iowa State's defense is pretty good though. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see mm-hmm. if if the Jayhawks can stand defeated on this. The game's at 330. I didn't look to see what network it was on. I I forgot to do that. So, but during the 330 window, um, keep an eye on on scoreboard watch Kansas, Iowa State because man, if Kansas wins at home, throw Kansas into the mix for the Big 12 title.
0: Yeah, why not? Why not? And then we got to get them to play Kentucky because um to, to yes. have an NCAA basketball Tournament in the middle of football season, uh, with the the ball with the pointy ends. That would be that would be kind of cool. That Bowl be...
1: committee, are you listening?
0: Somebody's paying attention. <laughs> I, my final thing is is um it is not game related, um and and we haven't talked about this uh, to a, a great degree at any point, um but it is about um nils about name image likeness. Uh, as I mentioned before, I I left. Ohio State's game uh, shortly after the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, I'm I'm old and I need to sleep. Um, I stopped by one of the uh, the team shop uh, stands inside the stadium down on the, underneath a deck uh, just to take a look, and I found this. ta Um If you are not watching the video of the show, uh, I am proudly displaying um, a black a blackout. Uh, number 32 jersey, which is the the common parlance for um, a a t-shirt that looks like a jersey. Um, And the cool thing is, this has Trey Henderson's name on the back. Uh, For several years, um, recently, prior to this, Nike was able to kind of sneakily make jerseys without a name, but with the numbers of hot players and stuff. Um, And at some point, they stopped doing that. So they would do uh they would do a number one that jersey is always available and they would do a number uh, they would do a jersey with the number of the year so you know if ohio state's quarterback um is number 16 and it's 2016 yeah you could you can get his jersey but right. um but there's no name on the back of this i i noticed uh looking at ohio state's team's website you can now buy a player's jersey name and number for pretty much anyone. Um uh, not sold like through Fanatics or uh anything but but through the university sh- uh, uh gear shop. Mm-hmm. And then they had this um the 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 Trey Henderson shirt. Um they had a, a Jackson Smith and Jigba shirt uh the number 11 as well. Um it, it's 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 interesting and I think probably good. Uh, that that players are able to to make a little money. I, I mean, and, and the, the 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 guys who who have jerseys for sale on on OSU's site, I'm not sure that anyone besides their family. Yeah, you know this is, this goes well beyond the starters, well beyond the the the, the recognizable names. But um, you know, So I mean, get a little pizza money. That's awesome. Um, and and guys like this, guys like Trey Henderson or or the folks with more recognizable names. Um, you know, they're obviously doing other things with NIL, but from a fan standpoint, um, I just I, it, it is it is kind of cool to be able to uh to, to pick something up like this for the first time without having to you know do shady deals with um bootleg jer- jersey makers in right. other countries so. I, you know, take a look around, and, and maybe you can see, you'll notice um, stuff that is different about what what kind of gear if you're if you're into that sort of thing, what kind of gear you can buy, um, and maybe you can come across something with uh, with your one of your favorite current players on it. Sort of cool, sort of cool, and it's just it um and and the thing that I'd noticed.
1: Yeah, it's it's a frustrating thing right now, though, in the fact that every state's laws are different mm-hmm. with NIL, and there wasn't a clear um consistent ruling across all ncaa schools which would Mm. have been really helpful Mm -hmm. um but instead it's on a state-by-state basis and in fact you know tennessee actually just changed their nil law so now um if i understand it correctly and i might be misstating this but Mm. in the state of tennessee um employees of universities are able to assist in helping student athletes get nil deals now okay and that's a huge shift because it's not that way in every state so Mm -hmm. originally when the nil um legislation was passed here in tennessee the students were on their own yeah um that the athletic departments and anybody that worked for the university had to be hands off Mm -hmm. um and that wasn't allowed they just changed that um within the past several months so that now athletic departments can get involved so it's 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 still a wild wild west out there there are some really interesting Um, perks like you're talking about yeah um but there's still a lot um of uncertainty and just Mm -hmm. kind of figuring out how this all works but yeah this is it's a game changer it really Mm -hmm. is um Mm -hmm. for the athletic um particularly for for non-football sports non-rev generating sports um it's a huge deal
0: i'm i'm curious about like uh, you know, can I go buy a women's hockey jersey with with a with a player's name on it or something? You um, should be able That's to. that's something I'd be able to. That's something I will would look into. Um, I, I would I would assume, and I don't know the specifics of Ohio's the state of Ohio's laws, but be, I would assume because these are listed on and only on the university's um, merchandise site. Yeah. Uh, that that it is no problem. For, for the Athletic Department to get involved with uh, with with helping these guys out, um, and I think I've read references about uh, you know Ryan Day saying you know we have these people who are available uh, to to help our athletes um, and you know beyond the football team even to, to make a little money where mm-hmm. where they can. Um, folks, that is all we have for you this week. Um, we are looking. This college football season has been nuts. Yeah. Um, it seems like they all are, but I, something about this one that is, uh, is it's it's extra entertaining. I don't know why, but um, we we keep coming across these these uh, crazy weekends, and we are hoping for more uh, on Saturday, or and and on Friday night and on as Friday. well. Yes, uh, Carla, I'm I'm for all the bees. I'm for all the bees this weekend. I am for the Blue Raiders. I'm for the Bobcats. I'm for the Buckeyes i hope you have an awesome time at your at your blackout game against me on friday
1: yes keep an eye on twitter i'll i'm gonna try my best to do some live tweeting from Floyd as long as i can keep a cell signal so
2: (laughs) So
0: absolutely cheers uh (laughs) cheers to the blue raiders uh for last weekend and for this um cheers to you guys once again for listening watching all of that stuff um have a great college football weekend And come back here next week when we will do it all again. Thank you, everybody. Beat Michigan. (laughs) Cheers.